this week on the podcast, it's all about bucket list items and what are the things that we want to do at Walt Disney World that we just haven't done yet. Now, the episode is a little bit different because I've recorded it with my iPhone in a meeting room that had some fans. It wasn't the best sound quality and I'm no expert at editing, so it's as good as I can get it. But the content is so good that I really want you guys to hear it. So stay tuned for this episode. I know you're going to love it. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening and let's get started. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I am so happy today to welcome to the podcast my friend Dustin Foos. Hey Dustin. Hey. Thanks for joining me today. So for you guys listening, Dustin is actually the host of two different podcasts. You're the co-host of two different podcasts, right? So the Universal Joint Podcast. Yep. So that's uh, with Jim Hill, uh, part of the Jim Hill Media Network. He's got like 27 podcasts, um, but I look after his Universal show. Right. And then you're also part of the We Like Theme Parks podcast, which is like required listening for anyone that loves theme parks. Oh, yeah. We try to make it fun. Oh, my gosh. You guys have me in fits every week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always laughing. You guys are really entertaining, and I love the segments you do about um, what you'd like to see, the armchair imaginary. Oh, my gosh. That's so much fun. Yeah, and all the segment times and the... Uh, what are some of the other ones? The retire me, and then when we don't have enough topics, we go and do the resurrect me. Oh my gosh, the resurrect me's those have yeah. me in fits too. They're those great. Are fun. It's nice to walk down memory lane and think about all the things that are possible, and you guys are really good at that. Yeah, and We're I also love just we like we like theme parks. So at the end of the day, like if you're a Disney fan or a Universal fan, uh, you don't have to separate yourself by way of like, oh, I I don't like this, so no one else can like this. No, yeah. if you like cosmic rays if you like pecos bills if you like you know the um uh captain what is it captain cooks Cooks. if you like that type of uh food you can also like victorian alberts you can also like uh california grill you can also like breakfast to be our guest doesn't mean you're right but you can still like it everybody has their opinions and you three really have some varying opinions yes and that's what makes it fun is hearing your different viewpoints on all of the different stuff. Yeah. Especially your Victorian Albert at that stuff. So we went twice. You've, so we You've got me talked into this, man. Like so I have to go. It's it's awesome. But when you look at Victorian Alberts, first off, it's a price point. Yes. So it's it's 250 bucks. It's 10 courses. Uh, the what we've realized is that when you go and think about Victorian Alberts, there is the, the first step, which is getting the reservation. Yes, that's hard, days out, right? Seven o'clock in the morning, uh, you have to like think that far ahead. Which is, cr- when you think of the price of this dinner, yep. it's amazing that it sells out that far in advance and yep. that there are so many people doing it. Yes, and there's the three different levels. So there's the main dining room, there is the Queen Victoria room, which that room has four seats. That's it. Wow. Four tables. It's amazing. And then you have the chef's table. So as a Disney fan, the best that we've had is actually not even Queen Victoria room. We, we liked it. Yeah. But the main dining room, they bring a, a harpist 
Oh. And they do like Disney music on the harp. That is so it's fun. It's amazing. Oh. So yeah, if, if you are a, a Disney fan and you like food, yeah. Yes, the bill is like our last bill was like seven hundred bucks. Oh my goodness! Because it's two fifty each, yeah. And that's without the wine pairings or anything like that. And then the tip. And then they have extra add-ons. Yes. So, like, instead of the Kobe beef, you could get the Wagyu beef. Oh, like, and that, like, just pluses yeah. it, right? Like, it's all, oh, yeah. man. So, if, if you, and most people don't know that it, it exists. And, you know, it's funny because I had seen it once before and then I was like, this is crazy. I would never spend that kind of money on yeah. a dinner. And then I heard you talk about it. Yeah. And I've heard you talk about it a couple times. And I feel like I'm almost convinced that I need to try it. Yeah. Because you've sold it that well that it's it's a, it's an experience you have yeah. to try well the, the funny thing with victorian alberts is that when you think of the price point yeah 250 dollars per person yes that is expensive i agree but you can choose to budget your trip properly maybe instead of doing a moderate or deluxe you stay at a value or stay off property right and then all of a sudden your budget for your trip has allowed you to grow other segments. Yes. So you're like, oh, instead of doing um, Hoop Dee Doo Review or Ohana or Sanaa or Chef Mickey's, well, maybe you do a couple more Pegos Bills. Yes. A couple more Sunshine Seasons. Right. And all of that budget will actually just kind of find its way into a Victorian Alberts. Yes. Because when we went to um, uh, what the Garden Grill, Oh, That's yeah, the, yeah. the character yeah, dining at, at the yeah. lane. That was $125 for two people because mm-hmm. it's character dining. Yeah. And I'm sorry, $125 versus, you know, know. a Victorian Alberts. Yeah. It's That's a little true. bit more, but, but still. It's now, so did much you better. do dinner at uh, the Garden Grill? Garden Grill, we did do dinner. You yes. did do dinner. Yeah. I haven't tried dinner there yet. I love the breakfast. Yep. They have like that huge cinnamon bun. It's yep. just, it's everything. Like it's worth the price of the breakfast. Yeah. It's we used to, uh, the land is, is home to me uh, for weird reasons because when I worked down there in the World Showcase, um, some of the training would take place above the land oh okay so you would you would be up there they would do uh all these sorts of um like the disney service basics training where it's safety courtesy show and efficiency um part of that training would be done above above the land so you'd be in there being like looking down seeing uh living with the land and the um and garden grill oh wow it's just it's fun but like there's there's a level to disney world that a lot of people don't think about yeah and podcast like this yeah <laughs> is where you get to talk about it because you're not sharing trade secrets you're just sharing an experience right and what an experience that would have been yeah oh man and we said so of course then we get off topic or whatever of course. But we had, we had talked about that we wanted to talk about what's on our disney bucket list yes did you put together some ideas? I started to put together some, and then I thought, is it a bucket list, or is this stuff that I would just wish for? <laughs> because I don't know that any of these I could ever make happen. Yeah. Well, maybe one or two, but yeah, I put together my list. You've got a list? I, I do have a list. Um, my my official list is over at StepsToMagic.com. Right. So all you have to do is search for the, uh, the, the dream bucket list. And it has things like Cinderella's Suites and okay. Club 33 and that kind of thing. Yeah. But what I was thinking about was more, what are things that we haven't done before mm-hmm. that we want to do? 
Ah, okay. And that's that's the real bucket list. That's yeah. like I've never seen I'm trying to think of something in the Magic Kingdom that I've never done. We actually just crossed off not rocket rods, but the um, Astro Orbiter. We oh just crossed goodness. that out on our last trip. Seriously, I did that last. I think it was last year. I did it myself, yep. and like I'm no spring chicken. Yep. I would. I could never do that again. That was the most horrendous experience getting into that rocket yep. ship and back out. Did it feel like it was like? It, a, a little topsy turvy. A little bit, and I and I did it by myself. Like yeah. I didn't even have friends there to laugh with me yeah. when I couldn't get out. Like I kept thinking, I'm going to be going around for for days because yeah. I can't get out of here. Yeah, but I had to do it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the ones. But it was on my list. Is one of the things that I didn't think I'd ever done in the Magic Kingdom. Like I think I've done everything in the Magic Kingdom, but I couldn't remember ever doing that. Okay, have you done here? Here's part of the fun of this uh, this trip or this, uh, this podcast is you have a chance to go through and be like, oh, have you actually done that? Did you do the, um, uh, the shooting gallery? Yes, that okay. was my favorite as a kid. My dad and I used to do that when I was a kid. Awesome. And you've been over to Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah, as a kid. I haven't been there, though, as an adult. Like, is it worth Amazing going back photos. as an adult? Amazing really? photos. Yes. I just, I ne- you know, I kind of walk by and then I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done that. But they, when they took away... I think it was Aunt Polly's, Aunt Sally's, whatever the the dining spot on there. When they closed that, right. there wasn't really a need to go out there. Mm. Um, but I go out there for the photos because you mm. get a really yeah. great uh, backdrop, not only of the Haunted Mansion but of uh, Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, okay. So you yeah, get it from a completely different angle. Honestly, I probably haven't been there since before Big Thunder was built. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's probably that, something that's I should on do. the list. Yeah. Um, have you done the uh, the barbershop? Yes. Well, not for a haircut for myself. For my nephew, we took him there for his fir- his very first haircut. Was nice. There. Yeah. Ears and everything. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. How about you? You do the barbershop? I usually go and get pixie dusted. Oh, cool. So the idea behind that is that like I I have very short hair as it is, so I'm yep. not going to spend twenty five bucks to go and like get, get a, a little haircut. Buzz yeah. or <laughs> um, but you can go in and uh, they'll uh, pixie dust your hair. For a couple of bucks. All right. So they just basically toss uh, all this dust in there and you, you, you know, do the shake and you're like, oh, great. I'm back at Disney. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've always got a hat on. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's just the way that, that I, I do it. Yeah. So you, if you fo- follow Dustin on Instagram or even the We Like Thin Barks, you always see you've got a hat on. Yep. Always. And it's because for uh, years and years and years, I could never wear a hat. Because when you're working, when you're in offices, when you're doing yeah. all this other stuff, but now that I'm, you know, having fun with Steps to Magic and the podcast and everything like yeah. that, a hat is a hat. Uh, yeah, see? Oh, that's awesome. Plus, if you go to lids.com, they usually have $5 hats. So Oh, there's a place. Okay, and they I've ship never heard to of store. that. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Yeah. Wow. So if you're a hat, hat fan, that's where That's, that's where, where you I, go. Yeah. Okay. Disney needs better hats, but that's beside the point. They do. Yeah. They really don't have a lot of good no. hats. No. So what? So uh, on your list, what were some of the things that you, on, you decided? Yeah. So on my list, I did do, of course, the Club Thirty Threes. Awesome. But for me, it would be Disneyland. Okay. Uh, because I want to go to the original. Sure. Like the ones in Walt Disney World sound fun. Yeah. Um, but but it's got to be Disneyland. I have to go there. Sure. Um, of course, Cinderella Castle. Yeah. Which I could never make happen. Even the Year of the Million Dreams. I followed. <laughs> I followed those people around like yep. you wouldn't believe it. Never happened to me. Yeah. Uh, I got a free popcorn. That was my dream that Aww. year. I did. I was so excited. Yeah. Um, but I always wanted to be in a parade. Yeah. 
like I don't care what I'm doing. I just want to be in what the parade. I yeah. want to come out from backstage sure. and go down Main Street yep. and wave to people or whatever. If I had my choice, it would be as part of the electrical parade. Yeah. I really want to be a trumpeter on sure. that float. Yeah, always have. Yeah. Um, have were you ever in a parade? Um, I can't say. Oh, okay. <laughs> but with, and it's usually because when you're down there on a certain contract, yes. there's only so much that you, you can, can share. Yeah. Um, but let's, just, I had incredible friends while I was down there, though. Yeah. And you had the chance to uh, to see all the different lines of business and that just to me, like I can only imagine, you know, when it's 120 degrees and it's boiling hot. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to walk that parade room. No. Uh, but and when just, it's raining, and when it's it raining, always rains at three o'clock. It does. I know. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. But just the thought of walking that parade route once, yeah. you know, I just want to do it once. Yeah. Even or to sit in Cinderella Castle yeah. carriage and walk down it. Yeah, yeah I could do that too. Yeah. That sort of. And then here's the one on my bucket list that I think I can make happen. Okay. I just. I've never put aside the money to do it. Okay. Uh, I want to stay in a three-bedroom villa Bay at Bay Lake yeah. Tower. That's you brought it. that up on, on one of your shows, yeah. and I'm just like, that is that is doable. It'll cost it's a lot of money. a lot of money, <laughs> right? So because when I look at them and I admire them, they're beautiful. Yeah. They're two stories. Yeah. They have the bedroom that, like, overlooks. Like, yeah. they're nicer than my house, right? Yeah. Like, it just it looks fantastic. And Would then you the stay with that window. over a bungalow at the Poly? Yes, uh, what about the tree houses at Saratoga? Yes. Um, what about the the cabins at Wilderness? Yeah, maybe. Mm, yeah, I like hit or miss. I love I love Wilderness Lodge. Um, I love the new bar that's down yep. there by the water. That's like my favorite place in all of Disney to just sit and relax. Yeah, but. I really feel like Bay Lake Tower, because it's right next to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, you're right there. Right, you're right there. Yeah. And you can see everything from up there. And I'll bet the views are amazing. And yeah. Do you think that with the Grand Floridian getting the walkway, that mm. that will make the Grand Floridian more accessible, but also yeah. a, a better destination? Because right now so. people like going to the Contemporary because you can walk there. Yeah. That's my trick. Yeah. That's how I get to the Magic Kingdom. Exactly. You Uber to the Contemporary and walk across the street. Of course. Yeah. So I wonder if that's going to change things. I think it will. I think it will. For people to stay at the Grand the Grand Floridian, it's you you're not tied to the monorail. Yeah. Like, you know, I love the monorail. Sure. I think I have such a nostalgia for it, but you know, sometimes it's just not so fun. Yeah. Especially at the end of the night, especially when it's busy. I don't want to get on the monorail. Yeah. I want to walk. Yeah. So if I that would open up for Grand Floridian, my ability to stay there more often. Yeah. Um, but Bay Lake and Contemporary are still my favorites. Hundred percent, hands down. They are they are everything. And yeah. I think from the the Polynesian, I love those bungalows. Sure. Um, but I think about I, I don't know for some reason I feel like I mosquitoes like yeah. they remind me of like a cottage right yeah. like you know the cottage. It's with like mosquitoes. water boy. There's no <laughs> there's no mosquitoes there. Yeah. I know there isn't, but my head it feels like it. Yeah. You know. But I, I think it was Len uh, from Disney Dish. Yes. Uh, he stayed out there and his uh, math brain clicked uh, clicked in when he started to realize that it was something, I can't even remember, it was five or $20,000 a year, or a night, and he broke it down to how much per minute. Oh. And that was a dangerous oh, thing, I but I remember him uh, bringing that up as to like, how much this this shower is costing me. Wow. Oh no, that's dangerous, yeah, man. Yeah, it's you so dangerous. Do you don't wanna do that. Yeah, so uh, definitely uh, the Bay Lake Tower is awesome. And, that's, and it's possible. It is. Now, it's what about a, you? Have you got some place, like a, a place you want to stay on the bucket list? Or? Honestly, for me, 
the Disney resorts have never been appealing to stay in. Really? I love visiting them. Right. I do. But for me and my way of touring yeah. the Disney parks, I need a bed. Right. And I need access to a park. Right. That's all it is. That's all it is. And I, I know that if I stay off property, it's a $11 Uber ride to the Magic Kingdom. Right. I, I don't have to stay at the Swan and Dolphin. I don't have right. to stay at, at Boardwalk because it's all access. Yeah. You can get you can get where you're going. Yeah. And you can also right. dine at all these places. Yeah. You don't have to stay there. So right. for me, it's just that value proposition. Yeah. And I know it'll change with time. But I just come from that whole idea of, you know, you stay at the values in order to still get the Disney magic. But yes. the last couple of values that we've stayed at were very disappointing. Oh, which ones did you stay uh, at? Well, we stayed at Pop Century, and that was really, really disappointing for us. Was that before the rental or after? Before. Oh, yeah. Um, and we, we just didn't, the service wasn't the best. They, I think the big issue for me is that when they offer you the $10 a night to turn down mm. housekeeping services, yes. I'm like, okay, but what it, what does that not entail? Like you're paying already to stay in a room. Right. Why is that the value add? Where are some of the other things? Why have they not put Disney plus on, on the every TV? You would think a would, marketing powerhouse yeah. like Disney would just have that in every room standard. That's all it is. Right? Common sense. Everybody's going to go home after yeah. their vacation and buy Disney Plus because yeah. they fell in love with something on the TV. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was another thing. Um, but we stayed at All Stars and um, because everything is virtual now, you mm -hmm. check in on your phone, you check out off your phone. They, when we checked in black mold in the in the um, shower no and so we had that issue and right. what I've learned after doing this for so long and talking to so many people who love the parks and yes. love the product is that it's all individual experiences totally and yes. there are so many people who will, are die hard all stars yes. or die hard um, crystal palace and yes. all this stuff and I'm like that's perfectly fine you do you yeah if you want to stay on property, amazing. Yes. And I will make sure that you have the best experience possible if you do want to stay on property. Where's the locations? Well, if you're doing Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, well, you probably want to stay at a place where you can walk. So that right. means you're looking at the boardwalk, you're looking at Swan and Dolphin, maybe even the- um, uh, The beach or the, yacht. The beach or yacht. Yeah. And then it's like, awesome. but. I think one of the things that most people don't realize is that when you're staying at the value resorts, when you take your transportation to the value resorts, say for example, you finish a night at the Magic Kingdom, yeah, everything at the resorts are closed. Yeah. You come from this high. That's true. Yeah. And you never get to really take it down a notch. Where for me, mm. I love staying on um, at the Disney Springs resorts right. because you can bus to Disney Springs from your theme park, ah, spend right. a couple of minutes walking around, checking out Goofy's uh, Candy Co, yes. Art of Disney, pick up a snack, stuff, hang pick up out. a snack, and then you walk your eight minutes right. or five minutes, or if you're staying at the Hilton or the Best Western or the Holiday Inn, any of those, you're walking at nighttime and you're able to kind of calm down without being surrounded right. by smelly people on a bus. It's kind of like that decompression yes. after the park closes. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's one of the reasons I like to stay so close to whatever park I'm going to be in all the time yep. 
is because at the end of the night, I don't want to get on any transportation. 100%. I, if I can walk it, the boats I'm okay with because the boats, for some reason, never seem to get that packed. Sure. Um, you know, but walking, obviously, is the best. I'm the just best shocked at I this can. point that they haven't been able to figure out the buses. Yeah. Like, yeah. common sense. Here, here's, here's my transportation mind coming up. If a bus comes into the Magic Kingdom uh, bus stalls yes. and you have 35 bus stalls and you know that there are four of them that have people in it, why would you have a bus go to an empty stall yes. when you know that you can reallocate yeah. that bus to another route? And then the next bus that comes in, hey, look at that. There's a huge lineup for Art of Animation. Instead Let's, of having that bus go to the Wilderness Lodge, you have that bus take over for the Art of Animation, and when the Art of Animation bus comes in, you put them on the Wilderness Lodge. Right. The but I thought of they times, were doing that. Like, no. Because they used to have a guy with a little clipboard, and I remember asking him. But he never had a radio. That was the, that issue. Was the issue. Like you would see him at the be- like when I would walk over yeah. from Bay Lake, and I, I'm like, what are you doing? And yeah. he says, you know, we're redirecting the buses or whatever, but they just... It never seemed to work. You know what struck me as odd is that they were using a pad of paper and a pen and not an iPad. I know. If they had an iPad, I can trust them. Why are they not technologically advanced that way? So that's my, one of the things that comes up with staying on property is that even if you're uh, staying at a deluxe or a a moderate, those buses are such an impact on your overall guest experience. Yeah. That I would still Uber. Oh, yeah. If so, I was staying in one So we do that too. Like if we're staying at the boardwalk or whatever and we're going to the Magic Kingdom yep. at night, then we're not getting on the bus. We're yep. Ubering. We're, we're minivanning. We're yep. doing whatever we have to do to avoid that bus at the yep. end of the night or the monorail at the well, end of the night. Well, same with Magical Express. Yeah. That's a, it's a $30, $32 pickup to go from uh, the airport to a Disney resort and then a $27 drop-off because they add $5 for pickups. Right. Um, but that's so much more convenient than, a ma- than Magical Express. I paid like $85 for a taxi once. Oh, never do that. I did that once too. Oh my too. gosh. I also I did the, the Mirrors Groupon. Oh. oh. See? And, but Magical Express is another one. Yeah. If I have been lucky, Knockwood, I should say, now I'm going to jinx myself. Yeah. Every time I've taken Magical Express, the bus has literally been there when I got there. Yeah. And I just got on. There was nobody else on the bus. Yeah. It was fabulous. I convinced my sister to do it once without me, mm-hmm. uh, and she waited like an hour. Yep. It was packed. She was it depends miserable. on your resort. She was like, you know, this is crazy. I'm yep. never doing this again. Yep. Um, I trusted you. She's like, how could I about? trust you? How did you? this happen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, she was so mad at me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's been yeah. great every time I've used yeah. it. So, yeah, it's, so, it's such a personal experience. Yeah. All of these things are. Oh, for sure. Like, 100%. Okay, so what else is on your bucket list? Okay, so my bucket list are um, obviously Club 33, but that's just because it's Club 33. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, Disneyland or World, or do you do you have a preference? Yes. Both, <laughs> yes. The answer is always yes. yes. Yeah. Um, my experiences are kind of weird because I would love to do individual showings of things like Muppet Vision 3D. I would like, love, be the only person in the theater? I would love the to theater? be the only one in there. We had the chance to do that. Jill and I were down at um, at the Magic Kingdom, and we got a chance to be the only people in Philharmonic. Oh, that's so! It was fun. amazing. So that I'm like, so oh, now I want to do 
the next the others. one. Oh, what a great um, so idea. That'd be fun. Uh, Wild Africa Trek. We haven't yeah. done that yet. I have, friends point that, thing. I've, I have friends that have done it and they're like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Sure. You have to do it. But yeah, me too. It's kind of one of those. Eh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that or Victorian Alberts. Right. Because yeah. I think it's the same price point. It's about 200 bucks. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's fine. The tours are, are always another thing that I would love to do more of. Have you done the Keys to the Kingdom? I've done the Keys to the Kingdom. I love that one. We haven't done the eight-hour one where it's no. the four parks. Yeah. Um, and we haven't done any of the the newer ones. I know that they're, they're trying new ones. And I know that there's the, like, the dolphin tour. Yeah. Like, all that Caring stuff. Caring for the giants, hands down, worth it. Sure. $30. Yeah. Can't go wrong. And it's fabulous. And then the living with the land one yeah. is twenty bucks. Yeah, so that's what like, I haven't done yet, but I'm dying to try th- that. Those are all things that like people are are wanting to do, and it's yeah. like it's all about your personal bucket list. It is. Um, so those are the big ones, and I think the other one, you know, I've booked Groupons probably eight or nine times at this point to try and get on Aerofile, What's the that? characters in flight oh. at Disney Springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. every time we go. Either it's down because of wind mm-hmm. or it's not working because of quote unquote weather. Oh, so yeah. we're never there to be able to take advantage of this. So I've never actually done characters in flight. And uh, I think it's yeah. going to stay that way yeah. because you got to have one thing that you've never done. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. There's a, and there's a ton. And yes. I look at it. I'm, I'm not really good with heights. No. Um, my sister's terrified of heights, so I'm never going to get her on it. Yeah. So then it would be something I'd have to do by myself. Yeah. But I feel like I'd love to do it just to see. Like from up there, that, that view would yeah. be incredible. My marketing brain click, clicks in because I would love to have Aerofile themselves put a GoPro and a live feed. Oh, And wow. just... Every day, all they're doing is when they go up, they go down, whatever it is. I'd there's watch a GoPro that. on it. That'd be amazing. See? But that's, they should listen to us. Yeah. Aerofile, not a <laughs> sponsor of the podcast. No. Could be. Could be. Oh my gosh, what a great idea yeah. that would be. Yeah, those kind of getting views from up there. Now, have you done the Skyliner yet? Yes. That, yes. Yeah. So, what did you think of that? It was great. Yeah. It was, nor- it was normal. We were there in, uh, in November. Great time, no issues. Uh, kind of disappointed at the um, the stations. I thought yeah. they would have a little bit more personality to them. Yeah, but yeah, that's you know, true. You know, it worked out. Um, I'm kind of hoping they're going to help with the buses. Like, I'm hoping they're going to alleviate some of the the crowding and yeah. the, you know maybe at the end of the night. I hope. I'm interested to see where the next stops are coming. Yeah, because we've done the armchair Imagineering on yeah. the Skyliner. We want it to go to Disney Springs. Yes, and that would we be want fantastic. it to go to um, to the Magic Kingdom. Oh, but you know what makes me nervous about that? I don't want them to do anything to the monorail. So the monorail original. They have to. The do, mon- do you know the story about the monorail? So the only reason why they put the monorail and the ticket and transportation center where it is mm-hmm. is because that's the only place around Bay Lake that or the Seven Seas Lagoon that actually had a solid footing, solid enough for the for, for the, the monorail. monorail. Well, that is incredibly high value property now. Mm-hmm. So what they're thinking of doing, and I've seen the plans, is move. The ticket and transportation center over to where the abandoned um, uh, air trap air oh um, the airstrip airstrip is yeah and then reallocate to different parts of the the property because the monorails are getting old they are but they have to keep the like 
It's we part of who Walt Disney, like it's part of Walt Disney World. Every time that we, so in June and in November of this last year, every time we would go to the Magic Kingdom, the monorails would not be running at nighttime. Isn't it or so running. sad? And it's just like, I thought that this was 99% efficiency yeah. i thought it's so sad what they've let happen to yeah. these monorails because it really is so much a part of the experience of arriving at like i remember as a kid arriving at the magic kingdom in this fantastic monorail yeah. that it was you know you were transported yeah. and i yeah i need them to keep this but okay so when here sidetrack because it's yeah. fun when you arrive at the disney resort yes there are probably three things that you see that make you feel like you're home. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming number one is the sign. Yeah. The entrance sign. Yeah. Number two, monorail? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The what? monorail for me is, is huge and usually the contemporary resort. So when you see when the, yeah. the contemporary comes in, yeah. that's the thing? Yeah. We, when I was a kid, we would drive down. My yeah. dad would take three days to drive down because he wouldn't drive at night. Sure. And it was always this big buildup to when we come around the corner and he would say, you know, like it was, who's the first to spot the contemporary yeah. from when you came around those corners with the trees? Yeah. Um, so for me, as soon as I come around that corner, I feel like I'm home. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. you know, we're not always staying there no. even when I'm, you know, but even when I'm just going to the Magic Kingdom, yep. that that for me is huge. For me, it's seeing uh, the the Disney operations vehicles really? that are like when, when you first come onto property, you're like, oh, so there's the Magical Express. There's the, the minivans. There's the uh, the textiles. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's you know, awesome. semis. They're taking the towels from one spot to the other. Um, for me, that's home because of the because fact that of, when I worked down there, right. that was just what I saw. Now, what's funny is that you see all these different buses, like not just the Lynx ones, but for me, it's the um, the college program and the, the international yes. buses. And yeah. you're just like, oh, I remember the A line. I remember the C line. Oh I remember all those things. But yeah, it's, it's a different feeling, I guess, when you go down there. The other thing that really strikes me as being home is when your um, your magic band works. Oh my gosh. Home is where the magic band works. Yep, totally, totally. It's a t-shirt. As soon as you put it, oh, it is, there you it go. It is a t-shirt, I made it. Um, it's over on Tee Public. if you go to the We Like Theme Oh, Parks. I'm gonna have to go check that out. I don't think I've seen that one. It's, it was one of my favorite ones. The other one that, uh, that I just launched was, um, you heard that Chris was called Not Funny. Yeah, um, I heard. Yeah, so he, he, was, he was being funny in uh in line at rise the resistance and one of the the first order were just like you think you're funny but you're not yeah so what i did was i made a, a t-shirt that says you're That's not funny awesome. and it was from the first order that is awesome so yeah the, the t-shirts are also a big thing and i think you and i are very similar because we like wearing our magic when we're home yeah because it takes us to that happy place yeah and it's just about bringing more of that happy place home yeah. with you yeah. right like just having it with you every day yep. and I would if I could you for know sure. and here's the funny thing you know another sidebar for people listening is that we're actually recording <laughs> this podcast at my unmagical job in a conference room so yeah. if you hear you know the background um that's why but you know Dustin you were so great coming down to meet me here and so yeah, we no can do we, this it's it's all about trying to fit things into schedules and when you said that you had time on your lunch break yeah it was it, awesome it was the easiest time for me to hop up here and be like you know what let's let's chat yeah yeah no and it's been so much i feel like we've been all over the map and yeah. 
but I feel like I'm not catching all of your bucket list stuff. Like, is there something else that you, like, I love the idea of being the only one in the theater. Cause that's, that's fun. That's we unique. did that one night by accident. Well, okay. I don't know that it was by accident. It just kind of happened. Okay. Uh, my friends and I were at Epcot. We'd had a few drinks. Sure. It was late. Yeah. It was closing. And we just happened to get into the Canadian one. Aww. And we were the only four people in the circle <laughs> vision. And after a few beers, you don't really want to be in the circle vision, but cause there's no seats, there's no seats <laughs> and you're standing and you're looking up, but yeah. it was the funny thing and it really was a great experience yep. so um if we're talking about all like that type of a bucket list um being the only person on a people mover the oh, tta yeah. that's a fun one that's and i get to do one. that a lot yeah um but it's it's great because you can basically uh do your selfies and do your video yeah, do all whatever you want uh, i remember uh, did you ever watch Inside the Magic or listen to yeah, the yeah, Inside yeah. the Magic podcast? Yeah, yeah, I so, listen to it all the time. So we had Skipper Ben on our, oh, our yeah, podcast, yeah. and he used to do a thing called TTA Talk, where it was him and Ricky, uh, and they would do a full podcast segment. They wouldn't know what they were going to talk about until they sat down, and they had one loop. And they would, oh, you're that kidding. Was it. it was Absolutely oh, amazing. So I love that idea. Um, I'm always a fan when I get to be the only person on a bus. Yeah. So that's fun. That's fun. Um, what about being the only, I would love to be the only person in Carousel of Progress. Yes. That, that is a oh fun Oh my one. gosh. That, just to, to sing along at the top of my lungs with nobody yeah. judging and take pictures. Yeah. Uh, so that's a fun one. I've done that a couple of times because if you right. are like me, you rope drop really stupid things. Really? I've rope dropped the Main Street Confectionery before. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, it, it gets to a different level. I have rope dropped. Let's see if I can. So, I've see, rope I dropped. I never rope drop. Uh, I've rope dropped Satuli Canteen before. Oh my gosh, that's like such good food. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, I've rope dropped. I rope drop single rider at the at Expedition Everest. Oh my goodness. Which is the stupidest thing to do because I could have just rope dropped yeah. Expedition Everest yeah. and gone through the main no, I wanted well, to be the you first to be single the first rider. Single rider. Yeah. Okay. Um I've rope dropped the Canadian Pavilion. I've rope dropped I wow. I did rope drop Maelstrom. Did you really? Yeah. It's all about point of pride. Oh my gosh. Um I've rope dropped what's the other one that I did? Um Oh, I'm trying to remember. I, I love being the first in restaurants. So that that's Ooh. a big thing. Okay, Quick service, yeah. you show up and you're like, hey, look at me. Um, I love rope dropping photo pass. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you get them when they're first fresh of and the they're day. excited they're and happy yeah they're nobody's not miserable been, nobody's been horrible to them yet which is so sad why would you be miserable to a, a photo pass but i know and they bring so much joy to so many people yeah. that it it bothers me when i say but that's how i feel about all cast sure. members you know like these cast members are there to make our days magical yeah. And I don't know that they get treated always. I'm not talking about from Disney. I'm talking about from fellow guests. I think it's that, both sides. You know, like it's just, it's yep. horrible. And, you know, we expect them to smile and be nice to us. And then you see somebody treating them unfairly and it's, it, it drives it. I saw that one night we were at that Abercadab bar yep. um, on the boardwalk and the table next to us, this one, I don't know what was wrong with this woman. I'm usually not one to judge, but men, I can't say on the podcast <laughs> what I thought of her. But she was absolutely horrible to the waitress. Yeah. Like, horrible. Yeah. Um, and then she demanded to speak to the manager. Of course. And the waitress was doing nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, 
and I thought, do I say something to this lady and then I'm going to get into a big altercation? So I just, I just waited. Yeah. Uh, and then I went into, you know, you can go into the next little room there. Yeah. And then I called the manager in there. I'm yeah. like, look, just disregard everything yeah. she just said because it didn't happen that way. Yeah. But it's so mean that people would do that. I, I was behind someone at Seven Dwarfs Mine Train where this couple basically yelled at the fast pass return person right that something happened with their fast pass and the lady's like no 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 you have a fast pass it's just for later it's right. not for right now and these people just went irate Aww. with this lady and, and what was weird being that not only was i a, a former cast member but um i stood behind them in the line i found out what they were doing was they were uh doing this whole ploy where to get free stuff and to get their way, they would oh. go and berate the people, like frontline cast oh, members, horrendous. make them feel horrible, and then they would get their way. Oh. And I sat behind these people. I have I have them on a photo of oh mine because I was on an on-ride photo. Oh, right, right, right. They were in the same train as me. Oh, my goodness. And on my way out of the thing, I had to grab a, a cast member, yeah. uh, one of the managers, and I was like, hey, here's the story. There's something up with this couple. What they're doing is going around the Magic Kingdom, going to every attraction that has a fast pass, and this guy is basically yelling oh, at the frontline cast members. And he's like, you know that just came over the radio. Because <gasps> they had done it at other locations. Oh, that's so terrible. And what was great, though, was that it was on my... Um, my photo pass. So they had a picture they of them. They had a picture of them. Oh my gosh. So that's they got fantastic. escorted out and banned. Good. Oh, because I'd love to hear that. I, for me, it's the whole idea of you have yeah. to respect the people around you. And yes. I'm sorry. You can you can ask for preferential treatment. You can ask for things. You can you can be a, a great person and be mm -hmm. like, you know what, something can I get something? And Chris did that whole thing this last week's show where he was talking about, you know, asking for stuff because that way you can get it. Right. There's a difference between that and what happened with these folks. Yes. Where they, their whole goal was to make the person like just yeah. in a horrible mood and feel like they did something wrong. It's, it's and just it wasn't me. at all their yeah. fault. So that, that was a big one that came up. Um, yeah, it was just, it's weird it's to weird. see people and like that. I'm so, like for people listening, you don't have to get into an altercation. That's a good no. point. You don't have to get into an altercation when you see people like that. You just have to tell somebody. Yes. That's what you need to always, do, right? Always, always be... stick up for those cast members. Absolutely. Then go and tell the manager that's not what happened. Yeah. Or, you know, the cast member was fine in what yeah. they were doing. For it's... me, I love uh, waiting for the situation to die down. But yes. I've also stood up for cast members in the moment. Right. Because all I have to do as a guest is go over and be like, Hi, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. Is there something going on? And then finally you realize that the lady who's berating the cast member at Living With The Land is just having a tough time because she brought down 25 of her friends and family and three of their fast passes aren't working. Aren't working. And you're yeah. just like, so your mentality is to go after this poor cast member. Yes. Well, everyone else is on Soren because you're having a tough day. Because you're having a bad day. I'm sorry, yeah. that, that doesn't work. Take a couple of deep breaths, realize that no one's against you. Yep, and it's, yeah. And see, then you sprinkle some pixie dust yep. on the cast member because you're actually helping to diffuse the situation yes. and or at least get them recognition yeah. for what they were doing right. Yeah, 
Because no yeah. one wants to be yelled at. No. And it's even worse when you didn't do anything When to you didn't do anything it. wrong. You know? So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the things that I love doing. Um, but circling back to the, um, the thing, and I think the last one that I will do uh, for my Disney dream bucket list is taking people who have never been to Disney World before yeah. and actually like being their tour guide okay, for yeah. the entire time. So like right from where you arrive, yep. resort, transportation, food, parks, everything like food that. selection, because restaurants, I, everything. I love seeing the gleam in people's eyes yeah. when they first experience Disney. Yes. So I think a Disney bucket list is basically reliving all of those experiences through, through someone else. else. Yeah. Which is you, why it's just fun. There's not, when you go as often as we do, you yeah. work there, all of that, there's not as many firsts that you have left yeah. to do. So you get to do it when you have somebody yeah. else there. You get to do it and relive it through their yeah. eyes. That's, so I think that that's the big one for me. Yeah, that's and you know we just the cruise that I did in January. I had um, there were two little boys on this cruise and I'll never forget it. They, I think it was like day two and mm -hmm. I met them up on deck and they were like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for inviting us on this cruise. This is like the best time I've ever had. And just the look on their faces, yeah, that kind of happiness. And I for, you forget what it's like to be your first cruise or yep. your first attraction or whatever it is. And getting to live that with others, it's, yeah. it's huge. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. That would be fun, though, to be a tour guide and then pick all the restaurants, pick all the fast passes. Yeah, that, that would just be fun. But then again, you know, I, I also see that through the website and through the podcast. Yeah. Because... Most people who come to the website, they're looking for their family to yeah. be like, hey, what should I do what with the I animal do? kingdom? What should I do with the magic I need kingdom? advice. And what we've seen with the We Like Theme Park show is a lot more people are sending us ideas of like, hey, we're going down in six months. What should we do? Right. So we're able to talk them through. And uh, I love that aspect. Yeah. Where things get a little bit off is usually budgetary. Yes. Because I don't want to get them excited about something and then find out that they either it's didn't budget for it yep. or they overextended to, yeah. to go to something like 50s prime time or sci-fi I'm like really you don't have to spend 50 bucks on a lunch right. you can go yeah. and do something a little bit different but see that's another one that we were talking about personal experiences and how they're different depending on who you are yep. 50s prime time I didn't like it at all no and and yet I have friends who absolutely love the whole shtick and everything yep. My sister and I, and it, you know what? The time we were there, there was a family next to us, and mm -hmm. the, I think it was the mother-in-law was fighting with the son, and it just—it was a very uncomfortable lunch. And sure. ever since then, I'm like, I can't go back there. Yep. But I'm sure it's a great place to eat and all sorts of stuff. But yep. you know, well, and that's the same as um, at the Wilderness Lodge, the um, the dining that they had the. Uh, uh, the Snow canyon, White? No, the Canyon. Whispering oh, Canyon. Whispering Canyon, yeah. Because um, they have, like, their ketchup things. And yes. They have, like, a lot of their, their goofy things. Well, if you don't know what to look for yeah. and what to ask, you are feeling like you're out of the bubble. Yeah. So there, there is stuff that goes into the Disney uh, trip yep. that um, are, is always exciting to hear uh, everyone's take on it. Yeah. Um, but so we've done Disney Dream. Uh, bucket list. Yeah. Is there anything else on yours, or is that? I think that's it. Okay. I think that's it. One day I'm staying in the Bay Lake Tower, three, the two story yep. at the top and, with the Magic Kingdom. View. And you want your own bus? Yeah. I'm okay. My own bus. Yeah. So that just yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. That just makes <laughs> sense. 
Justin, this has been so much fun no, chatting it's, it's with blast. you. Like, honestly, I feel like we could talk about a hundred different topics. Like, it's so easy to talk to you. Yeah. And it's great perspectives because, you know, everybody sees things differently and Absolutely. you do so much. Now, remind everybody where they can find you online, on podcasts, on Apple, all I'm those everywhere. places. You're, I'm, you're like everywhere. You yeah. have a website, you have a podcast. Yeah. Where so, can they um, find you? Over at StepsToMagic.com, it's Disney and Universal trip planning, uh, top 10 list, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, podcasts, I've got the We Like Theme Park show, so that's available on iTunes, uh, not even iTunes anymore, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, yeah, they call uh, it that now. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, we're everywhere. Um, you can also find us at WeLikeThemeParks.com. Uh, I'm also on the Universal Joint podcast with Jim right. Hill. Uh, so we're not only with that one feed, we're also part of the Disney Dish feed uh, and the, the Jim Hill Media conglomerate. <laughs> many, many uh, podcasts. And I'm over on Instagram uh, at Dustin Foos, uh, at Steps to Magic, at We Like Theme Parks. I'm everywhere. You're everywhere. Yep. Thank you so much, no Dustin, for coming down, meeting me here, and for finding time in your schedule to do this. Yeah, it was a blast. Awesome. Until the next one. Until the next one. Thank you. That was so much fun talking with Dustin. And I guess it was maybe because we were at my unmagical job. I don't know. But I totally forgot to ask him what his pixie dust was for the week. So he was nice enough to send me in a clip. Here you go. Pixie dust of the week. Oh, I love this part of the podcast because I get to share and have some fun. All right, so my pixie dust of the week is all the vloggers, bloggers, YouTubers, and people with phones um, who take us into the Disney parks every chance that they can, be it on Instagram, Instagram Live, Facebook Live, YouTube, any of those platforms. I am a huge fan of that concept of basically bringing the magic to people who can't always be there. Um, as we're looking into the winter time and it gets colder and colder and colder, most of us are either in between trips or we're constantly thinking about Florida and California and all the Disney parks worldwide. I just love the idea of people who have the access and have the location in order to share the Disney magic with everybody all the time. And uh, that's my Pixie Dust of the week. That was great. Thanks so much, Dustin. So my Pixie Dust of the week has to be the launch and the, the newest season of Survivor that you can find on TV. So I have watched all 40 seasons, gosh, I'm old, of Survivor, and I've loved every one of them, some more than others, but I've always thought it was sort of the best social experiment on TV. And watching these players and, and what line they'll allow their sort of their morals to cross to win a game and, and how they play against each other and form relationships and how the physical challenges versus the emotional connections. I just, I always think it's so fascinating. And for the 40th season, they have what's called Winners at War. And they've brought back all past, a whole bunch of past winners of the game to play against each other. It's fascinating to watch. And I found myself shouting at the TV, which is something I don't normally do. But these guys were competing against each other. And it's so many of my favorites that I didn't know who to root for. I'm hoping as the season progresses that I, I start to grow attached to to some. But I just, I wanted them all to win. 
And yeah, it's it's fascinating. So that is something that I'm really looking forward to each week is watching that. And it brought me some real joy this week. So that's my pixie dust for the week. Well, there you have it. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. It was so much fun. And I really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to the episodes. I hope that you find some joy and some pixie dust in every single one of them. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd love it if you could go over, give me a rating review on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, The rating and reviews are so important in the podcast world. And, you know, send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you are, and let me know what kind of topics you'd like to hear. Till next time, remember that you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.